that's how we started this whole thing was we started it for our son as, as you well know and, and most people who know our story and she was just saying about her daughter who had lupus and tried everything and was a shell of herself and and she was fighting back tears to you know say thank you for what this product did for her family and so it's it's so special that we get to we get to see these things welcome to the miracle plant podcast the show that inspires promotes and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways here's your host justin benton Hey, welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast. Do we have a special episode for you? We did a three-day Take Control of Your Health Summit. Had some of the coolest speakers, some of the greatest insights, tools, and accountability community to make sure that you take control of your health. Today, I want you to listen to the section that we did on exercise with Dan the Man, Dan Humiston. Welcome back, everybody, to the Take Control of Your Health Summit. I hope you had a nice lunch, made some good healthy choices. We're back. Dan's here, and Dan is uh, a co-host on the Miracle Plant Podcast. He actually has a platform called PodCon X, which hosts dozens of cannabis and hemp-related podcasts. Dan has been in the cannabis and hemp space for many years and is quite the expert uh, and his, in fact, his daughter and him and I were just talking about us having incredible success helping people find jobs within the cannabis space. And uh, we're bringing Dan on because he's he's a, he's a rugged outdoorsman who uh, lives out in Colorado most of the time. He's stayed fit and trim and uh, has some secrets to share with us. And I think it kind of got started back with sports. But Dan, let's tell our audience a little bit about your background, a little bit your secrets as we kick off this second pillar to the five pillars of health with exercise. What's going on, Dan? Well, Justin, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, I, and I'm really excited that you put this together. It's a huge undertaking what you've accomplished. And I think anybody that's listening to this or will be listening to this is really going to benefit from this because let's, let's face it, without your health, you don't have anything. If you have Think about it. You can have all the money in the world, but if you have a sore throat, all you're thinking about is how do I get rid of this sore throat? So health is everything. And I think that's, it's been a part of my life staying fit. It's been a part of my life as far back as I can remember. And in preparing for, to talk about this today, I was thinking what a broad topic this is in the people that we're going to be talking to have so many different levels of experience. I thought maybe what I would just give everybody a little insight as to how I've maintained or stayed fit for <laughs> it's been 50 years. When I go back, I think about it for 50 years, you know, what I've basically been doing pretty much the same thing to stay fit. And it, it, it kind of revolves around sports. And I, I go back to <laughs> the summer of 71 1971 is when I joined my first little league baseball team. And from that point on, whether it was, I learned how to swim on a swim team. I learned how to ski on a ski team, golf, tennis, basketball. We're all in summer basketball, summer golf leagues. And when I was growing up, when I went to college, I, I got into weightlifting and I competed in powerlifting. And then out of college, I took up martial arts and joined a martial joined a dojo, took up martial arts. And then I wanted to learn how to row. So I joined a, a rowing club and started and got on their crew team. And then that morphed into, eventually I got into cycling and then that morphed into triathlons. And then I started doing half, half mar or half Ironman. And then I did a full Ironman. And the one common thread the one common thread, the secret to all this was practice. Every single one of those things involved practice because you can't learn a new sport. You can't pick up anything new unless you're practicing. And you know what? Practice is like exercise disguised as fun. You're going there, you're meeting some friends, you got 
your teammates, you have a set time you have to be someplace. It's not hard. It's fun. You're learning and it keeps, and all of a sudden you realize, hey, I'm, I'm staying fit. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm learning something new. My brain's engaged. I'm active and I'm engaged and it's fun. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's really been, if I think back, it's been the secret to my ability to stay fit pretty much my whole life. That's awesome. What are some of the things you're doing these days? I know you're, I can, I can just imagine you because I know you have some, a beautiful spot out there in, in Colorado in the woods, but I think you're back East right now, but what are you doing these days to, to stay fit and what are the secrets? Well, the, take a step back. Um, when, as my kids got older, I actually got into coaching. So again, still a lot of practice. You got to show up for practice and you're doing things with the kids to stay. And then I transitioned from, as my kids got out, got into college, I moved out to Colorado and I started as a ski instructor. I, I turned in my coaching hat and, and, and started teaching beginners how to make turns. And so <laughs> if you've ever tried to teach somebody how to ski, how much work is involved because geez, you turn around and you're like, oh my gosh, their skis are off and they're up the hill and they can't figure out how to get their skis on. So you got to take off your skis and lug, climb up there and get them and get their skis back on. It's a lot of fun, and but it is, it is a lot of exercise. Now, I'm a still still a member of a, of, a, of a couple cycling clubs. So depending on the time of the year, I'm riding with my groups. And, and so that keeps me pretty active. And that's, again, it's practice. I don't want to show up for a ride with my friends and get dropped. So I want to make sure I'm staying fit. And when they're saying, well, Tuesday nights, they, we ride on Tuesdays at six or we ride at Saturday mornings at this time. And you got to be there. And you, so you build your schedule around it. And before you, they're holding you accountable, which is something I know you are a big proponent of that is accountability, being part of a group, being part of no matter what it is, it, it makes you committed. It gives you that extra reason to be there. I'm like going to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get in shape. I want to look good in the summer when I, summer's a long way away. I can take tomorrow off. It's so easy to, to skip going to the gym and it's, but it's a lot different when you're, when you're involved in a sport. Absolutely. And, and I would be remiss to, to not mention, we're talking about sports here. And uh, we're talking about your Buffalo Bills as we come up here with, <laughs> with, uh, with, with the NFL uh, in the playoffs and exciting. And, and I, I too grew up um, playing sports and it was a different era. I grew up in the seventies and kids played all sports, all sports you could get on the team for. And so that's just what you did. And so I played all sports, baseball, basketball, football, track, golf, a little bit of soccer and uh, what have you. And it was funny that in this new age that we live in, John Smoltz was talking He's the, the baseball pitcher for the Braves, who's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And all of these kids these days are having all this, these, these surgeries with their Tommy John surgeries, what they call it. And he, he said the reason why is kids aren't playing enough different sports that they're becoming specialized in one sport. And they're putting too much tension into our body isn't meant to do a pitching motion over and over year round, these clubs and all these kinds of things. Whereas when you're playing all of these different sports, then you get a little bit better just conditioning and it can, one thing can bleed into another one and things like that. But talk to me a bit about team sports. I think it's so important. Like you're talking about being a part of a team and accountability. I love team sports. I loved baseball. I love, and I still do and, and, and football, but being a part of a team and, and how that can, can help keep you going and, and all that good stuff. I think that's the, <clears throat> I think that's the key. I am. Um... Going back to to high school, I lettered eleven to twelve seasons, and in between that, I played in the basketball leagues and base. And I played in a basketball league in the summer and a little league baseball in the summer. And I was on a ski team in the winter on top of wrestling. So I was at, if I was if I was jumping from practice to practice to practice. I mean, it was just a way of life. And I think as adults, we think, well, that's. That's that that was in the past. That's something that we did in the past. But the reality is there's more opportunity today to join these clubs and these clubs love newbies. If you not, they love a newbie because you get to, they get a chance to be 
a big shot. They get a chance to tell you, hey, here's how you're supposed to be running. Let me show you that, you know, let me show you, if you want to run running club. Here's how you do it. They teach you how to do it. They love newbies. You want to join a triathlon club, want to join a swim club, want to join. They don't care that you don't have any experience. They actually prefer you not to have any experience because they want to learn it the right way. And so that's where I think right now, I think people, if they take it, if you take advantage of some of these, my mom, give you an example. My, our family got, we golf, we were golf crazy. My dad played golf every day or every weekend, as long as I can remember. And then he came home and watched golf. And my mom would complain the whole time and the whole time. <laughs> my dad passed away. My mom picked up golf, never played before at all. She plays now five days a week. She's in two leagues. She just had her second hole in one, she, which is incredible for somebody that's almost 80. She's had her, sec, she had her second hole in one. It's not about playing golf. It's about being outside, the exercise, being with friends, having some laughs. And next, guess what? It makes you more fit. You feel better. And that's what it's about. And, it's, and she's, if she can do it at 75, she would, would be so mad at my dad for playing golf every weekend. And now she can't wait to get on the links. And that's the way there are just, so, you, you said, I know there's like adult soccer leagues. There's adult everything, flag football leagues, you name it. You can find something, kickball leagues. There's something for everybody and you don't have to have any experience. In fact, it's more fun if you don't. And it's probably better for you because you, you engage your brain. You're learning something new. And to learn when you learn something new, your, your entire body's involved then because it's, it, and it's just so rewarding. I can't, I'm enthusiastic about it because I've just watched so many people, especially with skiing, when I watch people that have never, ever done it before and they make their first turns and they're getting down the hill, they're just so proud of themselves. They feel so good. It's overall, this aura is around them that just, you just can see it's positive. It's just nothing but positive. Absolutely. Well, I can't go and, and let that comment about golf slide because you want to, they, they say, if you want to make a change in your life, the, the fastest way to change is through your identity. And I identify as a golfer. And so yeah, I started when I was around 12 and it's like you said, it's the camaraderie and it's also, it's my favorite office on the planet. And uh, my wife and I and my kids, we've been able to travel. And if you go, there's some pretty beautiful golf courses out there all over the world. And you get to travel and you get to do things. As far as the fitness part of golf is that if you walk, you walk about 10 miles. And so I have a really light bag. I haven't been golfing as much as I should. I've been, I guess, busy. But mm -hmm. like literally I put a thing on my calendar like at 10 o'clock on Fridays. It's every Friday. Go hit balls. I have to remind myself. <laughs> yeah. Stop getting off my mission to heal the world. But another thing you can do, like you talk about, is walk. You can walk golf courses. And man, you want to lose some weight, go skip the golf cart, grab the, the they call it a Sunday bag, which is a smaller bag, which you can either have fewer clubs or all of your clubs in a smaller bag and go walk. They also have, you don't have to carry them on your shoulder. They have these incredible walker push carts that are electronic now. Yeah. Uh, you can get for like, you know, nicer ones for like three, 400 bucks that are actually power. And there's a couple even have remotes and all those kinds of things. But it's all about, like you said, it's about finding things that you actually enjoy doing. You actually spend time. And that's another thing with golf is you get to spend time with your family and your friends and your business associates. And at the same time, you're getting exercise. Yeah. We all know we need, we all need. So, and that's another one to get, if you're, you know, talking about someone on your on your case with your with your mom and dad about golfing all the time he's like honey i'm walking i'm getting in my 10 miles i'm getting my 10,000 steps so yeah i couldn't let the golf comment slide without mentioning that but you're so right that just finding things to do that you actually have fun and that accountability and the camaraderie and the family and, and all of that i think that's just awesome and i'll even add to that again she's my mom's closing in on 80 and took it up probably when she was 75. Okay. So she hasn't been playing super long, but she'll go to me. I'll go when I go visit her. She'll be, Dan, can we, can we go to the, can you film me? I want to go to the range and hit some ball. And I want you to, so, I mean, practice. She's, she wants to go to the range and just hit balls. Now she's turning, she's moving. It's not the hardest workout ever, but it's, it's a lot more exercise than my grandparents 
when th- I remember my grandparents when they were in their se- late seventies and early eighties. I mean, this is the kind of things that no matter how old you are, you can move. And and the easiest way, I think, the easiest way to do it is to pick up some some sport. I I recommend picking something that you never thought you'd do before. If one of those dragon, jump on one of those dragon boat racers and just sit out on, and, and on the ocean and with those, with, a, with an oar and, or it doesn't matter what you do. People are, will want you to join because they need more people joining and, and you'll be so happy and you'll, you'll make new friends. You'll be held accountable and next, and guess what? You're going to be in a lot better shape. Absolutely. And I know like my mom, who unfortunately is a little under the weather and isn't able to join us today. But she'll be on future ones, and and my mom Janet Well from oh, sure. podcast. But she picked up a new one uh, and a couple of new things. It was pickleball and yoga with Laura, who was on earlier on. So pickleball has been quite a a a, a trend. It's kind of like a combination between ping pong and tennis. So it's they cut down the uh, tennis uh, courts and they play uh, pickleball with one on one or two on two and uh, some good. I've been playing a lot of pickleball. I've been playing a lot of pickleball. Let's hear about it. Let's hear about it. It's fun. It's super fun. It's fast. I mean, I I grew up playing tennis and a lot of similar similarities, except it's way easier on their joints. You don't move nearly as much. Some way more strategy, a lot more, a lot of spin on the ball, a lot more like ping, like you said, like ping pong, just quick reactions. You're just moving really quickly. And it's, it's a great, it's another great workout. And does it's designed for people of, although the kids are killing it now, the younger people are getting into it and they're just dominating in their age group. But there are, there are leagues for 70 year olds or leagues for hundred year olds. I mean, there's leagues for everybody. Again, super easy to get into it because they break you down based on skill level. So you start off as a, as a, I don't know what it is. I think it's like a a two or something. And then you work up to three and a four, 3.5 and work your way up depending on your skill level, but you're only playing with other people that are beginners or other people that are just, be, just advanced beginners. And that's, and that's fun because you, you get a chance to, to be, to enjoy yourself, have a little competitiveness and then, and then you get some exercise. Heck yeah. No, I, I played it once or twice and it's, it's fun. And and again, it's it's a it's a new way to get outside. You can get the camaraderie, and you can get the competitive juices going oh, yeah. out there that that are competitive. I, for better or worse, am definitely one of those competitive people. In fact, I'm so competitive that I realized I needed to stop keeping score on the golf course. And because I found <laughs> myself out there, I was like, I'm not having fun because you would be focused on the one hole or the bad shot or whatever that that messed up your your low 70s score that you were shooting for and so i and then that's what it came down to it's like look i'm out here to be outside get fresh air get some exercise social components business components and if i'm not having fun being out here then i need to go do something else in fact it was so funny in my previous professional life i was successful executive or whatever at sales and marketing and I would, uh, it was successful enough that I didn't really have to be in the office. <laughs> so I, I would take these men's country clubs. We'd have these like country club versus country club thing. Sure. These men's match play kind of thing. And so we would do these events and I would get all serious and I, would, I was a low single digit handicapper and, and there was always some sandbaggers, which means you fluffed up your handicap so you could beat the guy head to head. Yeah. In golf. But I was never one of those. I was actually what's called a reverse handicap, a reverse sandbagger is what I called myself and other people. <laughs> like they try to get their scores down. So their, their handicap so low that, that, that looks good or whatever, like I'm a four or whatever. And then you go out and play head to head. Cause that's how golf works. You can just each other's handicaps and you get like a stroke on each hole or whatever to make it fair. Then you get smoked in these team plays, what they called it yeah. uh, things. But I found myself playing on these men's club events, these team play events. And I was, it was, it was so mentally like just encompassing and oh yeah, the competitive juices that I was like, no, 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 no. I would rather be at the office. It's <laughs> so competitive. So I know everyone has to find that balance between team plays, competitiveness, camaraderie, find that, that sweet spot that really helps you make sure that you get out there and you're having fun because look, I know a lot of guys uh, that I play golf with that shouldn't be playing golf. They just weren't having any fun. They were throwing their clubs, screaming, cussing. It's like, hey, man, I always used to tell them, 
I said, how many times you practice a week? You know what I mean? And even the guys that played all the time sometimes didn't practice. It's like, or, or, or they played once a week in a golf league, which is another fun thing to do. Golf leagues is it's like, if you, if you're playing once a week and you're not even practicing once a week or doing anything and you're getting mad because you sliced one in the woods, you don't have the right to get mad. So, no. but I think that's wonderful. I assume you were probably in some golf leagues, man. Sounds oh. like you at all. Well, I, I, um, Similar, similar trajectory that you, that you, I played a lot of scratch tournaments and I live on a golf course. So I would, I would hit balls in the morning on the way to work. And then I would go into sand traps at night or putt at night when I come home. And I, I mean, I seriously played at least five days a week and practiced every day. I mean, I, for years and, and I had to quit when my kids got, when my, as my kids got big enough. I mean, for a while, I would just at night, I'd take them out on, on the, <laughs> I'd write it right, right, right out my backyard is the green. So I'd bring them out there with some toys and I'd put them in the sand trap and I would just work the, work the green at night. And, but it got to a point where I didn't, where I couldn't practice anymore. And then I was only playing a few days a week. And so I was in that same track that you were in where my handicap was way lower than my, than wh- where I was playing. And I knew I was never going to get and it's so I'm like, well, same with you, competitive where, to a point where all these people that I used to be able to have no, never could compete with me are all killing me now. And I just couldn't live with that. And I knew I never was going to get back to that level until I could make that commitment. So I guess this is kind of counter to what I was saying about just join a league and have fun. I think it's fun when you pick up a brand new store because you don't get to that level. When you're at that level, it's no fun anymore. That's when you need to quit. And that's, I mean, I, I did the same thing that you did as I, I just walked away from it and picked up something else. I started, and that's when I started rowing. Cause I'm like, I need a break. I just, I, I called up the, the local rowing club and I said, Hey, I want to join. And they said, sure, we need more men. I jumped on, they taught me how to row. And I ended up rowing in the, in the world masters in, in when in competing in the world's masters and rowing. And like, I didn't have any idea how to row. I mean, if like five years later, I'm at the world masters. So it's, I mean, all this stuff is, and I'm by, I'm not an elite athlete. I'm just, I'm, I'm more likely to win most improved than I am MVP, but I, I, I just love taking on new challenges and trying new sports. And I think that's been my secret. And I think if other people apply that same approach, they will be shocked how easy it is to stay healthy and fit. Well, another thing that I wanted to bring up, and I know you had shared this before on a podcast, The Miracle Planet, is you were using the technology to monitor your sleep. Have you used technology to, uh, to help you out with uh, your fitness goals or understanding resting heart rate or anything like that, that uh, you've been able to kind of measure and, and, and see qualities of whether, in fact, if you slept better, maybe that's going to help or obviously yeah. we talk about hydration and other things too. Well, I think, uh, yeah, the, answer, the, the short answer is yes. I think, but I can give you a, a longer answer was when I was training for the Ironman, which is, it's like about a, it's about a year worth of training. I mean, really to do it right. And I was coming off a really bad injury. So I had a coach and, and we worked, we used a lot of tech for my training and, and I would adopt, I, I, I learned a lot of the, a lot of the techniques that some of the more elite athletes use as far as endurance athletes use to get, to get in shape. And we did most of my training was based off of heart rate and, and how to improve your, your VO2 max and, and, and your, and which eventually will, will affect your resting heart rate, which will eventually affect just about everything. All these things were built into my training program and, and you could just see the progression from day one to the race time. And, and a lot of the things that I'll talk about heart training with a heart rate monitor is a real easy way for people that kind of get to that next level. Like you're at the, you're just beyond a beginner, but now you want to start, you know, you're thinking about how do I incorporate a heart rate monitor into my training? There's a lot to be learned. And a lot of it is, there's a lot of misconceptions about, especially endurance training when it comes to where your heart rate should be and what your goals should be during the exercise program. And, and more times than not, people fail in one of two places when it comes to training with, when it comes to training, either A, they're not training hard enough, or B, they're training too hard. And, and I'll explain why, 
you would say, well, geez, why can you, why is it not good to train hard all the time? Well, for one, you can't recover if you, if you're training hard all the time. This, the second thing is there's a, there's a lot of benefit that comes from training at a, at what, at what feels like not a really hard threshold. And that's a lot of, a lot of people have a hard time allowing themselves to train at that level because they're like, oh, geez, if I'm going to work out, I might as well get something out of this. And what they don't realize is that a, a lot of that time is, is, is way more effective than, than, than in a higher heart rate. And so, I mean, that's just really, really scratching the surface. I mean, we could do, I could, I could talk for days about some of the things that I've done with heart rate, you know, learning about how different things that have worked for me, things that have improved in my, my fitness and, and made me better at what I was doing. But I think technology is going to be the future of athletics and, and of training because there's just so much information now available and the devices can extract that information and you can, and then consolidate it and help you use it to, to improve or to overcome some mistakes or get, get through those plateaus. Absolutely. Well, I somehow got myself off of uh, video, so you might have to let me uh, make me the host again if you click on my name over there. But technology, I think, has come so far and as far as athletics go. And we, we see it now with, with all of these elite athletes in the NFL and the NBA. And I think I read somewhere that LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his fitness it's oh. fitness. And so, I mean, we're talking the hyperbaric chambers, we're talking all the exercise equipment, and there's, there's been some pretty great breakthroughs, even for, for everyday uh, folk. Have you, have you had much experience with, like, for example, we got a Peloton before this whole thing went on. And so um, obviously doing the real thing, if you can, Going for a real bike ride like you do is the best thing, even though for me, it feels a little dangerous sometimes um, <laughs> with cars. But, but if you have a place that doesn't have, you don't have to be next to cars, that would be ideal. But, but I know the Peloton was huge for us. We fortunately got it before uh, everything happened in March of 2020, but, and it was a savior. I mean, and they have lots of ways to keep you engaged in the community and your favorite, like, uh, coach or trainer and they have music and you cheer each other's on so have you uh, had much experience with a, a peloton or any kind of indoor cool technology that you've seen over the years no i've i've, I've never I, I mean i've never used the, the the peloton i know of it and i've my daughter has one and but but I, I've, ne- I've never used it but i but i know that people again it's it, it's kind of that community aspect of the peloton which makes it so great because like you said, there's a, there's a time, there's a, your favorite instructor. It's they're tapping into the community idea of a team sport. And that's kind of what the, the thesis of what we've been talking about pretty much this whole episode is that by being part of a community, by being part of a team, you, the Peloton instructors, I've watched enough of them they're saying, let's do this. They're teaching you as you're going. It's not just about, let's just pedal as hard as we can. They're saying, okay, let's bring our heart rate down. We're going to bring it down. We're going to bring it down. Now it's going to bring it back up. And, and they're teaching you as you go. And, and so your brain's engaged. It's not like just dead out, flat out. I'm just going to, you know, exhaust myself here. I'm thinking, I'm trying to figure this out. I've even watched them where they're working on your pedaling technique and making sure you're pulling up on the, on the upstroke. And a lot of things that it's, it's all part. I look at that as like practice. It's like another form of practice. And that's really the key to staying. I think life, life of fit for life, I think is much easier when you're part of a community, whether it's a Peloton community or I mean, I'm, I'm on this community, this, I got this app called Strava. Talk about addictive Strava tracks. I know what all my buddies are doing. I know what everybody does all the time. They know what I'm doing. And, and we're, and so it's like, you're like, I go out on a, I go out on a ride by myself, keep track with Strava. And I'm hearing from my friends the next day. Oh my gosh, you went out. Why didn't you call me? Like, Cause I didn't want to, I wanted to go by myself. I wanted to, I needed to get this in by myself, but yeah, there's so that's, that's just one other example of technology that, you know, I've incorporated into making my exercise 
routine and my training and my practice much more fun and much more um, efficient and productive. That's awesome. Yeah, I love I love technology and I love um, how far we've come. I mean, it's it's crazy. There's these these at work these gyms that that come out of the side of the wall and they have all these like I mean, the, it's just. It, 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 there's really no excuse. Sorry. There just isn't any excuse for everybody not to figure out some way to get in. And all you really need to do or really should do is get 20 minutes of cardio or exercise every day. I mean, maybe you could do it every other day, but let's just make it some minimal requirements here. If you get 20 minutes of exercise in, and for some people, that means just go for a walk. Yeah. Morning you are getting your heart rate up, you're getting your blood pumping, you're getting your joints moving, you're getting your metabolism jump started for the day, which is usually why it's recommended if you can to get that exercise in the morning. Some people are night owls and they can do it at night, but, uh, or their, their, their routines or their schedules don't necessarily allow for it. But, but yeah, I mean, there's really no excuses anymore. And, and part of the silver lining of what we went through as a, as a species over the last two years is that it made us become more, more creative with figuring out ways to do things like Peloton or like the golfing industry. Boom. So I have this little golf course that I play out up here called the Levis links. And it was my speakeasy. I mean, I could come on anytime. They all loved me. They let me play for free or whatever. Cause I took care of everybody down there. And then all of a sudden uh, they shut the golf courses down, outdoor golf courses in the beginning. Oh no. So ridiculous. <laughs> and so I still snuck on just because of spite. I was like, no, you're not stopping me from golfing. <laughs> they didn't mow the grass much anymore, but I still rolled the putts on big shaggy greens. Cause I'm like, this is so stupid yeah. where my Zen would be. I would go to a putting green. That's my other office and just roll putts and like Zen out and maybe listen to the podcast or music and zen out and so when they when they shut it down it was crazy to me and then they finally opened it and they had all these weird rules and stuff but but when they opened it the golf industry was booming i mean it went up big time it was one of the industries that had a huge uptick because people had to figure out things that they could do and that because they weren't going to go to the gym the gyms were shut down all those kinds of and so there there were new ways and i i can only imagine and you can speak to this that the cycling industry and the, and the bicycle industry uh, had a huge spike too. And what happened like almost simultaneous to that was this, the emergence of the electronic bikes. Yeah. And that opened the door for so many people to try it out because now you have this battery assisted bike that it's, I mean, I got, I, I'm trying to be as, as politically correct as possible because, you know, I'm still kind of not on board with it yet because it's frustrating when I'm riding along. I'm riding along and I'm looking at this guy on a mountain bike who's riding right with me. I'm like, I can't lose this guy. And then I realized that he's, he's on an electric bike. But the reality is like mountain biking is just not for everybody because climbing a, mount, climbing a mountain on a bicycle is, is not easy. And if you're not fit, you just can't jump into it. But with the battery assisted, now it opens the door for everybody. Or being, being in, a, in a group ride and trying to maintain, stay with the, group, the person in front of you is not easy. These electronic, with these, with these new bikes, people can. They can stay in, they can, they can join, they can. I mean, I caution people if you're not, if your bike handling skills are not, <laughs> are not great, you don't want a piece of equipment that can get you up to like 28 miles an hour because I think that might be beyond your skill level, but it's a real good way to, 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 to get into spike cycling. And, and I know that right after the pandemic, you couldn't buy a bike. They were so expensive and they were so back ordered. I was, it was, it was insane how hard it was to find a bike. So, and speaking kind of of that whole pandemic indoor kind of thing, are you still out in Buffalo or where are you right now? I'm in Buffalo, unfortunately, heading back to Colorado. I shouldn't say unfortunately, but the reason I'm heading back to Unfor- in Colorado is not for great reason. I, I'm having surgery on, in uh, February. I'm having my, my hip replaced. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm sort of, I'm sitting in the IR right now 
until until February when I have my hip replaced. You can't lather enough CBD oil on there and gobble <laughs> up enough to keep that 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 surgery from happening. You know what they say? It's like haircuts don't hang around barbers. You don't want surgeon sur- uh, surgery. Don't hang around surgeons. <laughs> oh, I've been putting it off for a long time. I I, I had a. This is probably not going to bode well for this conversation, but I had a bad bicycle crash about 10 years ago. And, and they said at the time that they rebuilt my, both my hips, but they said at the time that I probably wouldn't get, um, probably wouldn't get more than 10 years out of them. And my one hip, I got hit by a car on my bike uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago and had to have that hip replaced. And I probably should have had them both done at the same time, but so now it's affecting my skiing. It's affecting my bike riding and everything else I do. So I committed to doing it. And unfortunately, the date got moved. I was supposed to have it done already, but the date got moved. So and that's why I just stayed in Buffalo until, because I didn't want to be staring at a mountain knowing that I couldn't go up there and ski. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you able to do any exercise right now? Because I know a lot of people uh, struggle with, or because I grew up in the Midwest and I know that white stuff and the snow and the weather. And- yeah. Like literally the day I graduated, I was gone. The car was packed and I was out of there. But what are you doing to stay fit? Or what would you do to stay fit if you weren't on the shelf? In the- well, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still able to walk. I can still walk. As long as I don't walk up, uphill hurts. But as long as I'm not doing going uphill, I'm, I'm pretty good. So every morning I go for a walk. And, and then I've been, I've been lightweight training. But, you know, nothing nothing serious. And I'm, and I have, I have an exercise bike and I have my bike on it, what's called a trainer. So it's on, it's your bike, but it's on like a, I don't know what, I don't even know how to ex- explain it, but you take your back wheel off and you plug it in. And so you, you just spin on, it's like an exercise, turn your bike into an exercise bike. So I sit on my bike sometimes at night, just a lot of times <laughs> I used to do a lot of phone calls sitting on my, on my exercise, on my bike and my, on my, and my trainer. And now that, now that they were using video people, I can't get away with doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 A little more tricky, a little more difficult. Well, I, I had this image in my mind of when you're, when you're back at it and back to hundred percent that you, it's kind of like that. Was it Rocky five? Which one was the Russia one? Was that three oh, or four? Four. four. And that like you're out there in Buffalo running around with logs and running in the snow up hills to try and stay fit because there's, you know, when it's cold as hell outside, I mean, it's tough to, to, to want to go out there and get some exercise in. Did you have any fun stories of working out outside in the, in the bitter cold of Buffalo, New York? Yeah. I mean, well, I was always a skier, so winter didn't, I always look forward to winter because we, it was ski season, but <laughs> I mean, I can remember, you can probably relate to this, but I remember coming home from like wrestling practice and you, you take a shower before you leave wrestling practice and you, you get off the bus and the bus would drop you off at the way at the end of the street, you get off the bus and you walk home and you get home and your hair's, there's ice in your hair because your hair's still wet from, I mean, back when I had hair, I don't have that problem anymore, but, you know, but that was, I mean, that's just the drill. I mean, that's what it, that's what you get when you're, but it makes, makes for, makes us a lot tougher. Isn't it? begging me to put her on all these medications and then you guys actually came referred recommended by a friend of ours and that she's been on this since i think july yeah and everyone that works here is so nice and so helpful and it has she's a completely different person so i I know i'm fighting my tears right now because it's just like it's so insane she's 17 it's her senior year of high school she couldn't get out of bed and take her 15 minutes to she'd have to move from side to side slowly get out of bed and start crying and now she doesn't do that and it's all because of this it's awesome so <laughs> i just want yep. to say thank you yeah you bet. <laughs> yeah um so how much do i owe you that's on us this round oh my yeah. gosh are you serious yeah you bet oh my god thanks so much no thank you guys so yeah. much. well we love hearing those stories and we, we obviously developed it for our son you know with autism that. and autoimmune yes. so yes so cool well, I wish the best to your son. Yes. So, I know that he's doing well. Everything that I read, yeah. I heard he's doing great. Or I read he's doing yeah, great. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Thank you Perfect. so much. I appreciate it. You betcha. It. And that yeah. other one's Boost because we, we're all out of the Alleviate X. The Boost has CBG in it. Uh-huh. So that one's been, uh, just came out with huge research showing that it helps with COVID and 
we already knew it. It's incredible. So we'll just give it, her a little bit of energy. Yeah, that's more of an energy one. Energy one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. Thank you so much. You betcha. Thanks Have for popping day. in. You bet. Take Bye. care. So I didn't know if you guys could see that or not. But that was great. Yeah. She she was hitting us up on chat and we're, I'm actually in our store in Ventura. So I had to like put a sign out and my mom's under the weather and it's just been wild around here. But did you see her or hear her at all when she was talking? Oh, yeah, we could hear, I could hear the whole thing. We oh. saw her and could hear the whole thing. Oh, good. Because we, we get those kinds of stories all the time. And it's, and I, you, you, that's how we started this whole thing was we started it for our son, as, as you well know, and, and most people who know our story. And she was just saying about her daughter who had lupus and tried everything and was a shell of herself. And, and she was fighting back tears to, you know, say thank you for what this product did for her family. And so it's, it's so special that we get to, we get to see these things. And I know, I know you, Dan, that you helped us when I reached out to you over a year ago and just said, Hey man, I got this calling. I know that I shouldn't be the only person hearing these stories. I shouldn't be, and I never wanted to. And, and when the world shut down and the, the, the Facebooks of the world wouldn't let us advertise, wouldn't let us share these stories. I came to you and said, Dan, I need to, I need compelled to start a podcast. I'd been on a bunch of podcasts and you had sent out an email about uh, starting a podcast. And that's what you do. I mean, that's how we know each other. And even, even when I reached out to you, there was this hesitation because this is what people don't talk about or know in the CBD or the hemp or the cannabis space is that you get denied and you get shot down and you get bank accounts closed and you get business licenses rejected and you get all kinds of pushback and you like feel like you're a second class citizen like you you're 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 not worthy and i remember reaching out to you and being like i was even afraid to share you the idea that i had because there's this world that we live in in the United States, unfortunately, that that and we've seen more and more of it. And I don't want to go into the into the dark side of the conversation. But but when I reached out to you and said, hey, man, I, I get to hear stories like that every single week, multiple times a week. And it's beautiful what this plant can do. And so I called you up and said, hey, Dan, I got an idea. I want to start a podcast. I had Miracle Plant on the back burner. It was something that we were working with some branding experts on. I said, I've already got a logo. I got a name. Yeah. You can see over my, my shoulder here. And I said, what do you think about doing a podcast for sharing these Miracle Plant stories? And you said, yeah, man, let's do it. So just again, thanks for you, what you've done by putting a, a platform for for families. That, yeah. You know, like they're like her. Exactly. That's who, that's who needs to hear this. And it's hard to get the word out to these people because there's so much censorship and there's so many barriers to entry. And, and I, I mean, podcasting is, is, has been a godsend for so many people because we can say whatever we want and there's nobody telling us, Oh, we're going to drop you. Like there's nobody out there saying, Oh, Dan, if you don't get Justin's show off of your network, we're going to drop you because there's nobody that there's nobody that can drop me. We, we got, we were, we control this whole thing. And, and so, I mean, what did I, I sent you an, an email yesterday. Somebody had a question about a YouTube, a YouTube, one of the YouTube videos. And, and, and there was another one previous to that where I, where they, oh shoot, what, remember, remember that young lady who had the, that kind of rare disease? She was, she came on the show to tell us about Dominique. Her, yeah, Dominique. Dominique. Uh, there was a person that's, that mom was suffering from the exact same degree disease and wanted to know the name of, wanted to know your name and the name. So they found us and they found us because of the podcast. And that's, and if, and if, if that one person, I don't know who it was, but if that one person's mom is healthy today because of that, everything we've done is worth it. Just yeah. that one person. And I know that there are hundreds of them, but just for that one person, for me, is when it's been worth it's been worth the journey by far. Yeah, and it's it's frustrating for me, and as obviously you and I are cut from the same cloth, that 
there's a there's a, an overachieverness if that's a word and a competitiveness and that can that can apply in sports and athletics and that can also apply in business and on the business side of things for me it's like uh, that story what you just saw her walk in and I don't know how much you heard but her she was sharing that her daughter had lupus and and that the only thing that worked was this and she just wanted to say thanks for giving me my daughter back a healthy daughter and as yeah. That's all you want. That's all we wanted. And it's just like, why isn't it? We, we're being silenced or we're, we're being held back. And so because of your podcast and, and the competitiveness part of it is, is like, everyone needs to know this. And that's right. what our mission has been. It's like, fine, we're, we're going to, I am going to everything. All my effort has gone into this for the last five or so plus years that, I, when I, when we started seeing these incredible stories and, and, and lupus is no joke, that's a tough one that Western medicine can't crack because it's, you are what you eat and your nutrition and your supplements and on all the things that we talk about and take control back of your health on this, and this summit is, is, is all part of it. And so we're just going to keep doing these things and, and we're going to keep having these summits and coming on these podcasts. And our goal is to reach a billion people by 2025, be it podcasts, be it YouTube videos, be it seeds, products, education, be it summits, be it participants. That is what we're all about because people don't know. They don't know and and they don't know that there's another way. And this plant is the red pill. The plant is the red pill that gives you the opening to, oh my God, it helped my daughter with autoimmune disease or it helped my my mom with her knee or whatever it was. And it gives people hope that there's something that might actually work and then they take control of their health. That's the, why this is called take control of your health summit because you're taking the power back and you're saying, what else can I do for myself, for my body, for my brain, for my family? And that's why we're here. So again, kudos to you, brother, for, oh, for getting I'm, the podcast going and, and the platform. I mean, that's what you do. I mean, tell people about PodCon X and what you do. So, cause I know that you get new people all the time and you you've given a platform for the cannabis and hemp and CBD space to have podcasts and not being worried about having your account shut down like Facebook. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I will tell you a funny, kind of a funny sidebar to that. I have a lot of, we have a lot of shows and we have a lot of new shows that are joining the network. And, and when I, and so I thought it was clever when I came up with the name because, because my, 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 slogan was connects earth because what we were doing is connecting earth, connecting everybody on earth so connects earth <laughs> but i thought i thought p-o-d-c-o-n-x would would be pod connects <laughs> but it turns out that most people read it as pod connects <laughs> so i kind of it, it kind of backfired on me but it still connects earth and that's what we're doing right now is we're our goal just like yours we're just connecting everybody and whether it's connecting whether it's connecting the miracle plant with the people that desperately need to hear it, or it's, or it's connecting somebody that's, that wants to learn how to get into cannabis, or it's connecting somebody that wants to learn about who knows what. It can't be censored. We can't censor anything. Let's, I'm a big boy. I can make decisions for myself. If I hear Justin speaking and I, tr- and I believe what you're saying, I'll do my own research. I'll make my own decisions. That's that should be my that should be our right, and that's what podcasting does, and that's why your six your what you're doing has been so successful is because you're talking from the heart. I just heard you get go to that lady. How much do I owe you? You don't owe me anything. What you just gave me was worth, and I can you walk the walk. Like you're this is this is about getting to a billion people, and if it takes if it's one person at a time, you have enough energy that you can do it. So I'm just happy to, to help you along the journey and someday say I knew him when. Well, and like I said, you're, you're definitely part of the journey. And, and whether you like it or not, you, 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 we, we, we annexed you as a co-host. <laughs> I love it. I love it. In the beginning, we needed your, your recording equipment as you were and always gracious with your time to set up where we were traveling to, to record it and edit it and cut it and splice it and do all the things that you needed to do. Fortunately, we've been able to go on Clubhouse, which was another avenue, another platform, which allowed a lot of us uh, in this space that was being censored uh, to connect. In fact, 
I, I had a, a conversation with a gal earlier this uh, today who called to order some more product. And she said, yeah, I, I met you guys on uh, Clubhouse with this Justin guy. I said, well, that's me. And, and uh, she goes, oh, that was awesome. You send us a free product to try. And then it worked great. And I love it and all that good stuff. And, and it was because, and then we connected the Miracle Plant podcast with Clubhouse which allowed us to broadcast and sometimes we'll have bigger rooms or not and and uh, clubhouse is not nearly as big as it was but when it was big uh, it was incredible to connect and, and and align with other thought leaders especially in the cannabis space sure because between those two spots whether it was whether it was clubhouse or whether it was podcasting those were really the two avenues it was it was the, th the third one you might be able to throw in is probably blogging or some type of natural listing SEO. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you, there wasn't anything you could do because the the powers that be in our country are censoring people that that talk about a legal product, which is hemp. hemp I know it's, it's been what I mean. How many years has it been now? It's close over like close to ninety years, and they know better. That's the crazy part. They know better now, and they're still censoring it. They 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 just can't let it go. They just cannot let it go that, that we can make our own decision on this product. And, and it's, the truth is there. And they just, they're, they're, they're just, there's some force. And I don't understand where the force, I'm not sure where it is, but I can just feel it all around me. I mean, there's constant pushback. And I just, and I know it's someday it's going to, we're going to look back on let me give you one example of this, which I, which, which I think you're going to find really comical, but it sort of ties back to the exercise. In the, in the, in the early 70s, maybe late, definitely late 60s, early 70s, if you owned a gym and you said in your advertising that exercising had any health benefits, you could be shut down by the FTC for making false claims. I mean, I'm saying this right now and you're like, no, Dan, that can't be true. Look it up. Anybody wants to see this. It was illegal to make health claims for gyms to make health claims until like the early seventies, because there was no data to support that exercise had anything other than a cosmetic benefit. <laughs> Can you I mean, how silly is that? Right. I mean, we think we're 50 years advanced, six, 55 years advanced or 50 years advanced from that. And we're looking back going, that was so silly. How could those people, same thing is going to happen 50 years from now. They're going to look back and they're like, I can't believe how dumb they were back and that they were saying, oh, I don't know about this cannabis. That's, that's not good for you. It, it's insane. But, but, it, but it happened before. It's happened many times in the past. This is no different. Someday when at one point people got ridiculed when they said that the earth revolved around the sun, not the sun revolving around the earth, right? People got killed for saying that. It's no different. Someday they're going to say, they're going to look back at this day and they're going to be like, I can't believe those people in the 2000s. They were whacked. They didn't know anything. They didn't believe it. It's crazy, yeah. but it's happening. And, and you've been around. I mean, how long have you been in, in, in the cannabis space? I mean, we didn't even really... Get to, 2013, yeah. 2013, I, yeah. I started my first show. Yeah. And so, and, and were you doing something even before then? I, I remember you and Chloe were chatting, was, but like- some well, I, I started when, right after, in 2013, I did a, a, a cannabis trade show in um, Las Vegas at the Hard Rock Convention Center. And that's where I met a lot of the people that, a lot of people in the industry right now. And then Chloe did, I, I hired Chloe to do education at a lot of our, at a lot of our conferences. So in this, the name of the trade show was the CWCB Expo, which you've been to, the one, the one out in Los Angeles. I think you met Osiris there. I own that show, yeah. And I started that show, and that's, and then when I, when I got, when I sold that show, that's when I started the PodConnects. So yeah, that's that's been my, you know, that was my career in the industry. Or my, that's how I got my foot in the door. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I mean, I I, I owe a debt of gratitude to you and. and reaching as many people that we are going to reach and have reached because sometimes we just have to be grateful for every person that comes in and, and has a beautiful story to share and uh, giving us the platform 
to to share these stories will forever i'll forever be indebted to you for that and <laughs> you're a part of the journey man because it's oh yeah it's a well, journey we're gonna, we're gonna someday we're gonna have a beer over this and say yeah Absolutely. It, was worth, it was worth it was worth the effort well and and, and it is worth the effort when you see stories like that because it's yeah. like okay you know what I mean? And sometimes, like I said, you get you're competitive and I'm like, all right, let's get a million people or whatever it is that you need. And, and but to, to her, it's the whole world. That's her whole world. Yep. There's nothing more that she could have prayed for or asked for than the health of her daughter. And, yep. and we're doing it and we're doing it one family at a time. And we'll keep doing these, sharing these stories and having these podcasts and, and doing these summits and doing whatever we possibly can do. And and, and, and there's exciting news tomorrow that we're going to be breaking and we're having Dr. I can't William. Wait, I can't yeah. wait for that news to get out. That's going to rock, rock the world. It already is. And that's what I gave her. The other one was the Boost X, which our Boost X has higher CBGA, a strain that we grow out here. And people are going to go crazy about it because we're already getting phone calls. I've had to turn the phones off while I'm talking. Yeah, for and sure. It's gonna, it's, yeah, it's going to go nuts. It's because gonna of that article. It, how can you deny it? I mean. It was a big, it was big news last two years ago now, was it? When they said, oh, we can't close the dispensaries down because they're essential. Like that was like, okay, now you're admitting it. All right. This right now, the next thing that this, 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 this one is coming out next, they won't be able to, there's no way you can hold, hold back the, the flood walls on that one. People are just going to be like, I don't care what you're saying. I need some of that. Yeah, and that's going to happen. Yeah, we're yeah. this week, and, and I think I shared this story earlier today. And how were you on time today? I didn't really. I know we were going over a little bit. What do you got? Okay. Anything coming up? Um, the next, you have your next person after me. You're it. We're we're open after this. We're going to wrap it up on on this one today. We're going to cut it a little bit short. But the 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 article came out on Monday. So the article is out of Oregon State that CBDA and CBGA, the two hemp comp, compounds coming from raw hemp are stop the coronavirus, which is what they studied, from penetrating the human cells. And so we knew this back in when this whole thing started because other countries were already doing research on it and published it. And then my mom, Janet, had written an article and did a research paper herself. We published it. We were forced by a, by a government agency to take it down. Or, oh, no. face, or face legal repercussions, including yeah. the FDA and all that stuff. So we took it down. I left it up for all 30 days. I consulted with uh, my attorneys and, and I left it up as long as I could, but we took it down because yeah. basically had to. And so we knew it. So when the article came out on Monday, I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. I've known that the whole time. I've known it the whole time. We've been telling everybody. We had Dr. Courtney on. He was talking about it and we already had a podcast on this. And uh, so when everyone was, everyone was reaching out to me, like, Justin, did you see this? Did you see this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even read it because I was like, whatever. I already know. I've already knew. I already published Yeah, I already know. But then when I started reading it deeper, it, Amos, who you know, out in Texas, yeah, in sure. Jupiter, he Amos, said Amos. And, and that he was underlining CBGA. And so that was in the back of my head. So for two days, I didn't do anything. And obviously getting this ready was a, a pretty consuming. And so I finally, I think yesterday, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go read the darn thing. And it is published in PubMed as well. And so I read it and I was like, oh my God, they looked at CBGA and CBDA. Those are the only two compounds they, they, they researched. And, and that's where they're pinning everything are on those two compounds. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a really big deal. <laughs> I think if you're going to go find CBDA or CBGA in this planet, there's about three places you can find it. And I'm one of them. And <laughs> is one of them. So we have to kind of batten down the hatches here and get ready for the rock and roll, which is going to be great. And, and if people are just taking the CBGA because they think it's keeping them safe from COVID, which it will, based on this research and what we know, and it also helps with the cytokine storm that we talked about after you get COVID, go listen to the podcast or tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific because Dr. William Courtney will be joining us live from remote location in Caribbean. Who knows what chickens will be running around in the background and what kind of coverage we're going to have. But he'll be on at 10 a.m. tomorrow Pacific. You are not going to want to miss what he talks about. He already knows this. I already know this, but you don't know this audience listening to this and this might be one of those joe rogan moments so you have 40 million people listening to it because 
He is the world leading expert in raw cannabis, the leading researcher and doctor um, that has put in the time on it. And so we're going to talk about this, this article that came out, this research that came out from Oregon State. And it's going to be pretty wild, man. And it's going to be exciting that, like you said, we went from illegal to essential two years ago, and now people are going to be able to listen and, and are open to hearing because this research was released in the United States. We're starting to see it picked up on bigger news channels and bigger uh, media outlets. That's great. If people take the product to help them stay away from getting contracting COVID perfect, but then they're going to, again, it's going to be the red pill. That's like, wow, this stuff it's working for my pain, my sleep, my my yeah. stress and all those other kinds of things. So that's, that's what we're really excited about. Yeah. And then, then, although they still have to deal with the side effects of it lowers your anxiety, it helps you sleep better, and exactly. <laughs> it helps you lose weight, all those side effects they'll still have to deal with, but, exactly. but they, won't, they won't have to wear a mask anymore because yeah. it's gone. Poof, poof, just like that. If we would, if we had been taking, been able to use cannabis for the last 75, 80, 90 years, we wouldn't even had to go through this darn, darn pandemic. Because our bodies would have been already immune to it. Yeah. But what well, do you and, and that's the thing, too, is if this article was a, the, the published articles and the research that was out at the beginning, if people would have known that and been able to know that, then they would have had healthier immune systems. It would have been less transmission. If they did catch the virus, their bodies would be more prepared based on the research to not have the cytokine storm, which is the storm that happens within your own body, your own immune system starts attacking itself, which is where the inflammation kicks in, which is where the, the water retention and where the, where the lung issues and the pneumonia and all the stuff that happens, it would have saved countless lives and it would have helped people recover quicker. I just talked to another lady this morning who's had long haulers. She's had it since March, 2020. And, and it, it's, it's, it's a shame that um, it's taken two years for this research to come out, but I don't have a DeLorean. I can't go back in time. I don't have 1.4 <laughs> gigawatts. So I'm just going to be grateful and thankful that of all places, Oregon State, Corvallis published this article, this research that is peer reviewed on PubMed. And it's people are taking notice. Americans like American research. Yep. So we're going to run with it tomorrow. We're going to have Dr. William Courtney on. Oh, and he's, yeah. He spoke about this. We did an episode with him on this uh, maybe a month ago. And oh, be ready. He is going to blow your mind. If you haven't heard him talk about this, you'll be like, ah, of course, it makes perfect sense the way you explain it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So make sure you tune in tomorrow, uh, 9 a.m. I'll kick everything off. 10 a.m. We are going to have Dr. William Courtney on. Again, my mom's not feeling well, so she's not probably going to be able to join us. But knowing her, she'll probably try to join us regardless, because especially the topic food and nutrition is what we'll be talking about for pillar number three. And you will not want to miss this. And it's a one-time shot. Yeah, we'll probably put some good snippets on the Miracle Plant podcast. But if you want to watch the entire thing, the only way you can do it is by uh, logging in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific or getting the uh, VIP backstage where you buy the recordings and you get all the goodies and all that kind of stuff. That is the only other way that you'll be able to have full access to this. Of course, me being me, when we get all this great information down on tape, we're going to get it all over the world. We're already in, in conversations with lots of me different media sources that this... We're going to do more for Oregon State University than probably anybody on the planet. And that's just going to be us getting this article out there. They're going to look like, why is enrollment up 5,000? But anyways, Dan, I, I want to thank you again for all that you do for my show, for the Miracle Plant podcast, for the communities, for the families, for the others that are in this space. You will never likely know how much impact you had. One of the, the guys, Russell Brunson, I'm in his mastermind and he, his, his, his belief or hope is that when we when we when we leave this physical world and, and move on to the next chapter, uh, he he has the, the strong believing that we get to look back and as a gift of our lifetime, we get to see all the ripple effects that we've had of all the people that we've touched. So I think that's that's going to be a good one for you, brother, to enjoy that popcorn and see all of the families and all of the impact that you've had by by doing what you've done, especially just in this industry. Well, uh, it's only. 
It's only fun doing it with people. And that's why, and people that I like to do it with, and that's why I'm, I'm so happy to be part of your team. And like I said, this would be far less meaningful if I did it on my own. So being part of having, having a community of people to do this with going back to what we talked about throughout the show show is like team up with people and it makes life so much better. Absolutely. Amen, brother. Well, again, thanks for joining us. I didn't realize you were such an all-American athlete. My God. <laughs> I don't know about all is there, is there anything left that you haven't done athletically? That is there, I mean, is there anything left? Like curling? I mean, what is there anything? <laughs> I've done, I, I live, I live, I, <laughs> I live really close to, to Canada and I have done curling. <laughs> so Not you've done it all, right? There's no boxes left to check athletically, right? Or is there one? Uh, no, left? there's there's stuff. There's still stuff. There's still stuff on my bucket list. Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things. I want to take up. I haven't. I have. I've never. I don't know how to sail. So that's one of my things on my list. I want to become a. I want to learn how to sail. Awesome. And I'm gonna do. I'm saving that for my. I'm saving that for my 70s and 80s though. Well, and my retirement plan, right? It's uh, there's. It's a three-step process. Own your own boat. Own your own plane. Own your own island. Whatever the rest of the world does. <laughs> So be it. So you, we can go sailing like uh, Zawatneo, Ixtapa like Zawatneo at the end. Of well, I'll be, I will definitely be there to, and you can teach me how to sail. That'll be great. Well, someone's going to have to teach me because I can, I can do it. My wife, who's, who's been on and off today, has seen me. I'm just one of those get her done kind of guys. So I'll, I'll, they'll take those little sailboats that we were out in Fiji. And, and sometimes I might need a little help get back in. But, but anyways, it's <laughs> a real treat having you on. And again, thanks for all that you've done. And I'll be, make sure that you guys tune in, listen, wherever you do your podcasts, find, look up Miracle Plant Podcast. Dan's on 95% of the time. And uh, he helps uh, produce the show. If you're interested in having your own podcast, reach out to, to Dan. He's over at PodCon. So that's P-O-D-C-O-N-X.com. And he will help you get a a, uh, a podcast going. Do you do anything for people that, that isn't cannabis related that are interested in the podcast? Not yet. No, we have enough, we have enough people within our own. I mean, I've done it. We're like, as long as they're linked somewhat to cannabis, but I haven't done any non pod. We've had a couple exercise shows that wanted to be on, but I'm like, eh, it's not really a good fit. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, we're, we're trying to stay, we're, we're just staying in our lane. Exactly. Well, and that's the way it's, it's all about. And so if you if you're interested in and if you're in the space and you want to learn more about getting a podcast started, he is the man. I was called Dan the Man. So Dan the Man, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on Podcon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at the TalkingHedgePodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.